The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host. Thank you to all of you who are listening with us today. We're very glad that you're joining us, and we're glad that you are part of our Spirit of Recovery community. Thank you so much for giving us your comments on Facebook and by email. We love your participation and love hearing from you. You can always look at our Spirit of Recovery wall on Facebook. And we also are grateful that you're letting your friends and the people in your recovery community and your spiritual community know about Spirit of Recovery. It's great to be broadcasting on Unity Online Radio, unity.fm. And uh, we're glad to know that what we're doing is touching your heart and opening up your mind, getting you thinking, and putting you in touch with some really great uh, people here that are in the recovery community, either writing for the recovery community or teaching or maybe recovering people themselves that have lots to share with us here as our guests on Spirit of Recovery. Know that you can listen to Spirit of Recovery on our archives. Just go to www.unity.fm backslash program backslash Spirit of Recovery. And we've got lots of archived programs that you can listen to anytime. Also, you can listen to live or you can listen to archived programs on your mobile listening device. So it's getting more and more convenient, easier and easier for you to listen to Spirit of Recovery wherever you are. And so we hope that you will take advantage of that. We've got lots and lots of great archives and, uh, of course, our live shows. You can hear that right now, so we're glad that you're with us. We're always bringing you uh, great information and great guests. Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place, and we know that recovery is a large concept. And so if you're a person who's in recovery from any kind of an addiction, or if you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member, or a family member or friend of somebody that's got the disease of addiction, whether or not they're in recovery, or you're just curious and interested and want to know more about this recovery process and about the spirituality of it, we welcome you, and we welcome your participation in our discussion. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister and a Recovery Counselor. Also, I'm a person who has in my circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. And about 30 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and recovery and spiritual development. And ever since that time, my walk has been an integration of unity principles and recovery principles and a deepening spirituality, and that keeps transforming my life and keeps me growing in deeper and deeper ways. So I am very grateful and very delighted to have the opportunity to share these recovery ideas, these unity ideas, and the guests uh, that are so gracious to join us here on Spirit of Recovery with you. And I'm delighted to hear what you're experiencing in your spirituality and your recovery walk. Today my uh, topic is Reclaim Your Life. 
And my guest is Ron Scott. Ron is a Unity minister. He's an author. He's a recovering person. And he is a wonderful uh, light, a wonderful example of what happens in life as you uh, use these principles, the recovery principles and the unity principles. Ron really walks his talk. He has uh, founded uh, with his wife, uh, who's also a unity minister, his wife, Lenore. He has co-founded several ministries, which are very successful. And he has also authored a book called Making Life Work for You, A Jesus Approach. And Ron today is going to tell us some real practical ways uh, from his life and from his book and from his ministry about how trusting God helps us to reclaim our lives. And Ron's going to talk with us today about um, how he came to understand his higher power in a completely new way, how he let go of the idea that uh, God is negative or cold or judgmental or distant and has come to know God and continues to come to know God as a loving, divine friend. And he's got some real practical ways to realize that in life. So, Ron, thank you so much for joining us today. It is my pleasure, Anna. Thanks for having me. Well, we're just glad to hear what, what you have to say. You know, Ron, when I, um, I've known you for a long time, we were classmates uh, many years ago in ministerial school, and I've always appreciated you and treasured uh, your friendship and treasured your ministry and who you are. And um, when I was looking through your book, one of the things that uh, really s- stood out to me so much is your devotion to spirit and how much, and that's, that's so evident in your life, and how much uh, you really put these principles into practice. What happened in your life early on that got you so interested in spirituality? Well, there must have been something in the air 30 years ago, Anna, because that was uh, the time when I first was introduced to recovery myself. I had been, uh, I approached a unity church because I was at a low point some 31, 32 years ago, and I stopped. My recovery was a little unique, I guess all of ours is in one way or another, but uh, my case, I was uh, 16 months after I had my last drink before I began to practice recovery. So I was during that time thinking that I was doing pretty well because I was not drinking, I was not using, but I uh, actually was practicing the same kinds of behaviors that I had before I stopped using. And and that was some some crazy stuff, even though I was not using. So I, I was what we used to call a dry drunk. Maybe we still do call it that. And it was after this time when things were not working that I went into a program of recovery uh, and uh, went to a, a recovery center for 28 days and learned a lot about myself and then came out and started to attend meetings. And it's been transformational in my life. It not only changed my life, but brought me ever closer to God. Right. And you say that you got a lot of uh, support there from your minister at the time, from your unity minister who really encouraged you. I did. Jack Boland was uh, a legend within the 12-step movement and, and also uh, within unity itself. And he was so helpful to me in, in, in helping me to want to become spiritually involved and to, to get to know this invisible presence and, and to, uh, to learn and grow at a time when I was at my very lowest. Mm-hmm. You have I a... was, uh, Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. I was I was uh, struggling and uh, not uh, doing well at all in my life. I was hurting. I was in a career that wasn't working. I was financially broke. I'd been divorced a few years and uh, didn't have much relationship with my kids. And and uh, here I was using as well. So that was my scenario when I went into. Uh, when I went to a Unity Church on a particular Sunday uh, 32 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was at that time that I got to know Jack, 
and got to know the uh, the people of the church, got to know Unity Principles. But mm-hmm. one of the early things that I did when when I got there was I was I was hurting from so many things that I almost didn't know where to begin. But I went to Jack and I asked for his help on one particular matter, and he told me that uh, uh, he suggested an approach that I used because I told him that I was dealing with an issue of jealousy in my life that had always just been overwhelming me. Whenever I was with a a woman who uh, I cared about, if she paid any attention whatsoever to any other man, I was just... I was caught up in this sense of jealousy, and I couldn't handle it. And he said, oh, that's easy to handle, Ron. I'll tell you exactly what to do. And he said, just go into meditation every morning for a while and ask God to remove from you any sense of jealousy and to replace it by allowing you to uh, live and let live. And I said, is that all there is? Isn't there anything else? He said, no, that'll take care of it. So I tried it for a period of weeks. Every morning I would do that along with my meditation that I had begun practicing. And I didn't think much about it. After a couple of months, I discontinued it. But I realized six months later I was in a situation where I was observing a woman I cared about interacting with another man, and I didn't, it didn't bother me one little bit. And I almost started to laugh because I said, oh my goodness, it worked. And I've never had a sense of jealousy since that day. So this was, this was key to me to understanding a, an approach that I describe in this book that I was led to write, that uh, I call the process of reclaiming. And it's really uh, connected with the 12-step recovery movement. Why do you call it reclaiming your life? Explain that. Well, it's, it's really a spiritual tool that I call reclaiming. And what it is, is it's a, an approach that has you asking God to remove from you uh, a, any feeling or condition that you don't want in your life and to combine that with claiming that which you want. So I put together those two uh, to, to form the word reclaiming as a spiritual tool. And uh, it's actually a, a five-step process that has you, at step one, identify any feeling or condition in your life that's not working for you. And that sounds simple at the outset, but it takes a little practice because so often we know that something is not right, but we haven't really put our finger on it. We don't really identify what it is. Uh, I'm feeling down, but it's more than that. What is it? Is it uh, I'm feeling frustrated? I'm feeling sad? I'm feeling angry? So the, the first step is identifying what it is that you're feeling or what the condition is that you want God to remove. Then the second step, which that leads to, is asking God to remove that from your life. God, remove from me any sense of frustration. God, remove from my life any condition that's not working for me, any specific issue that I'm dealing with. And then... It leads to the third step, which is identifying that which you do want. And what I want, if if I'm dealing with uh, impatience, God removed from me any sense of impatience, and in its place, provide patience, which is the third and fourth step then. The fourth step being to ask God to replace that which you want to claim. And then you finish it off on the fifth step with a with a sense of gratitude. Uh, You're feeling gratitude all along, but you really deliberately say, God, I am so grateful that you are bringing this into my life, thanking in advance, just as Jesus taught us to do. 
And uh, I've never had a condition, a situation in which it has not worked to, to benefit me. Mm-hmm. What kind of uh, response do you get when you share this with people? What kinds of results do they get? Well, I've, I've counseled people over many years to use this approach because I found it working for me. And uh, if people put it into practice, I've never had anyone tell me that it hasn't worked to benefit them. The key is remembering to use it. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can use it at any time, under any conditions, any circumstance. One of the advantages of it is you can just use it in your mind in five seconds if you're in a situation that's, that's providing you difficulty. Uh, you may be in a meeting. And you say to yourself, God, eliminate from me any sense of frustration. You're, you're not verbalizing this necessarily, but you're just saying it in your mind. Take away this sense of frustration. and In its place, let me be tranquil. Fill me with your calm. And you do that. You can do it when you're driving. You can do it when you're on the phone or any circumstance. And, and uh, it is amazing how it transforms the situation that you're in. It transforms how you feel. What is it that uh, you think helps this to work? What is it? What's the mechanism by which it, it works? Well, I think it's trust. It's placing your trust in God to, to change your situation from what it is to what it, you want it to be. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, that really is in alignment with what Jack, what what Jesus taught us to um, ask, and uh, you will receive, seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be answered for you. Um, it, so, it's it's really biblical, ba- biblically based, but it's all based on your trust in Spirit to to bring about that which will work in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, amazing because it really does. I, I know a lot of of your book and a lot of what you your ministry is about is about that trust. It's about transforming your understanding of who God is in relationship to a person to a friendly kind of a relationship, not this adversarial relationship. Yeah, that's absolutely true, and. Uh allows you to come to the understanding that uh, God really is your best friend and that your God is always uh, looking out for your your finest and greatest, that uh, God's will is for your very best, that uh, the universe is a friendly place, that if one door is closing, it's because another is opening for you. So it it helps you to get in touch with the truth uh, of this being a harmonious, wonderful world that we uh, can experience. And that in itself is is a big transformation, as we probably all know, and as, as you do point out uh, in your book, a lot of times that's not how people tend to see God. We, we tend to often have a negative view of God. Right, or questioning, or holding back. Yeah, that, and that's, that's a real crossing over point. When, when any person comes to that point of saying, no matter what is happening in my life, God, I know that you want the very best for you, for me, that you are seeking the very best for me and for every other person, that, that this is not something that the world is, presenting me and that I'm I'm forced to accept and that it's it's working for my detriment. That really everything is working toward good. And when you come to that point it's a great crossing over of being able to uh, to accept life on its terms. Right. Ron, thank you so much. It's time for our break, so we're going to take a break right now. And then, listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back, and we'll be talking some more about how practical ways to reclaim your life. So hang with us, and we'll be right back.
You are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world. You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. of recovery. We're really glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is Reclaim Your Life. And my guest is Ron Scott. Ron is the author of the book, Making Life Work for You, A Jesus Approach. He's a unity minister, a recovering person. And uh, Ron is a wonderful shining light, a wonderful uh, example of this spiritual life, and he uh, is sharing with us some very practical ways about how we can know that God is indeed our loving, divine friend. But before Ron and I uh, get back to our conversation, I invite you to share with me in the Serenity Minute, and we're going to be using as our constructive idea one of the affirmations that Ron has written. So I invite you to relax, to allow your mind to open. And share with me this constructive idea. The universe is a friendly place. God is my best friend. The universe is a friendly place. And God is my best friend. Thank you for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And I trust that that did open up some new thoughts and some new awarenesses for you of that presence that is God. So now we're back talking with my guest, Ron Scott. Our topic is Reclaim Your Life. And Ron is sharing with us some real practical approaches to knowing that truth, that the universe is a friendly place and that God is our best friend. So, Ron, I know that um, in using these methods, you met your wonderful wife, your life partner, Lenore. Tell us that story. Well, it it was interesting. When I was led to the Church of Today in in Warren, Michigan, many years ago, uh, the first Sunday that I was there, I was a little overcome with everything. It was it was so upbeat that I wasn't accustomed to it. And I kind of held back and and kind of stood against the wall afterwards and was waiting for something to happen. I really didn't want to leave. But I wandered over to where they were. Uh, they had some cassettes and books available for sale. And there was a woman behind the counter, and her name tag said Lenore. And I said, Lenore, that's a beautiful name. And she told me how... Her mother's name was Eleanor, and she had gotten her name because they removed the E and just made it Lenore. And so I connected with her. Well, it was two years later when we started seeing one another and uh, doing, being involved in church activities. And, and so it, uh, it was just uh, another year after that we became married. And so the church uh, not only not only led me in on my spiritual path, but also directed my uh, my personal life because Lenore and I went to Unity Village together, and as you said, we're your classmates, and and uh, um, it transformed our lives. We co-ministered in pioneering in Austin, Texas, and were there twelve years before moved back to Michigan, and and uh, in time. Uh, pioneering another church, which is in its third year right now in the northern suburb of Michigan. What strikes me about your story and and what has always touched me about you, Ron, is that you're open to the positive. So that what you said about when you went to the church of today, those many years ago, uh, it was different for you, more positive, and yet you stayed, and you uh, you were willing to accept 
the good. And that's what strikes me about, about your method, that in a way, it's all about being willing to let things be good. Willingness is key to, to so much, isn't it? Because if, if we're willing to experience what life has in store for us, that's happening right there. Just willing to move with whatever the experience is and, and, and seeing what, what life has in store for us. Um, but that doesn't imply a certain trust that there's an underlying good that is working on our behalf, which is true, but when you've been living with, with difficulty, Sometimes it, uh, it can take a few experiences before you start to believe that and more and more before you really begin to trust it and just know that it's working on for your good. Right. So it's, it, to me, I would frame it as it's, it's much, much, much more than just, quote, positive thinking. It's not about being uh, some kind of a Pollyanna-ish person. It's oh. about knowing a different reality. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's another story I'd love to share with you, if I may. Uh, when we were looking for property at the church that uh, we were part of in, in Austin, the church had grown. Uh, we'd been around five years at that point, and we were looking for a piece of property because we had outgrown the facility where we were. And there was a team of people working to to uh, look for this site. First, we had started wanting to buy an existing facility. We really weren't interested in getting into a building program if we could avoid it, but that wasn't to be, and so we said, God, you uh, we're willing. If this is what we're intended to do, we'll, we'll find a, a site and, and build a facility. Well, everything fell together when we did that, and within some period of time, actually it had been over a year at that point when when we were looking, we had started out wanting to have something within five miles, and then we extended it to within 10 miles of where we were. But one day, we, I got a call from the person who was heading up the search. And he said, Ron, could you join me this morning? If I picked you up at 10 o'clock, could you come with me? And I said, of course, Bob. So we, we got in the car and had no more started a conversation when he turned off half a mile down the road onto a site, and I said, where are we going, Bob? And he said, this is it. Well, we had been by that property hundreds of times, but had never known that there were 15 beautiful acres behind the existing buildings on the road, and that it was for sale. It had been for sale for a couple of years. And we turned in, and he took us to this, uh, led us to this man, this gentleman, who was an old Texan, blue-eyed, tall-standing fellow in his 70s. Uh, his name was Guthrie, and he introduced us, and he had had this property for many years. He had allowed his neighbors to use it as a playground. He had lived adjacent to the property until a couple of years before that time, and he loved the property. Well, we, I, I looked at it, I... I uh, I turned to Bob, and without Guthrie hearing me, said, Bob, this is it. And he said, I know. And he said, but don't act too excited about it, because if you do, the price is going to go up. So I <laughs> tried to be cool about the whole thing. And and uh, so we left, and, and, and Guthrie was going to drop off the key, because he needed the key to get into the property, and he gave us 10 days to come up with the down payment. And and uh, when we got back, uh, Guthrie came by that afternoon, and I had neglected to tell Lenore how to be cool about the whole thing. We came in the, He came in the door, and I said, can I give you a little tour of the church? Oh, I'd love that. So he came through, and he said, I like the feel of this place. And I said, I like the feel of your property, too, Guthrie. And Lenore came up, and I started to introduce, she said, oh, I know who you are. Ryan was so excited when he got back, he could hardly stand it. Well, that may have been wrong for certain people, but for Guthrie, this was what he wanted to hear, because he wanted someone who would love his property as much as he did. And as he was going out the door, I said, is it Guthrie McDonald or Guthrie O'Donnell? And his agent said, it's Guthrie O'Donnell. I have 
is letters above my Rolodex, G-O-D. Huh. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, we're being offered this property by G-O-D. <laughs> and I've never forgotten that. And it's, it's, it's symbolic of the kinds of things that happen when you're on a spiritual path. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's really something. It's, what, what are some practical things that people can do, Ron, to learn that kind of trust, to live in that reality? Well, I think it's, it's try the experience. It's, it's, you know, if you've been living with a time of uncertainty, then tell yourself, I am going to trust God no matter what. For the next 30 days or the next 60 days, you pick your time. And, when, and then follow through on it. And allow yourself to follow your intuition to be uh, living from a place of being on the surface of life and, and not pulling back. Uh, following those, those intuitive feelings and, and the, the things that come up that lead you to go a certain way. And in the midst of it, meditate. Uh, get in connection with God regularly. Uh, attend Sunday services where of the church of your choice and be involved. Get involved. Commit yourself to service. Do things that are, are in, in alignment with spiritual teaching. And check it out. At the end of that 30 or 60 days, see if your life is not on track in a way that it was not previously. And as you allow these experiences to build over time, you find that you are trusting automatically more and more because it works. It works to make your life work. What would a person do when they do get discouraged? Because we're all human and we may not see it accurately. We may get discouraged and think, oh, it's pretty slow or it's not coming. I know a lot of people now with the employment situation, they've been unemployed for years and they're getting discouraged. What can they do? Sure. Well, this is where I come back to what has worked for me, and it's worked thousands and thousands of times, and it's never not worked, and that's this process of reclaiming that I'm talking about, where I, step one, identify what it is that I'm feeling. If I'm feeling discouraged, it's okay. God, remove from me this sense of discouragement. And you don't have to just just settle on one word. This you, you, you can expand it to be God, remove from me this, this discouragement, this sense of feeling down, this, uh, this feeling of, of, of uh, hopelessness. And then in its place, all right, what do I want in its place? Well, I want hope. I want to know that life is working for me. Okay. And in its place, step four, give me that sense of hope. Give me, fill me with your spirit of knowing that everything is going to work. Now, you do We're going to have to, time, time. time for our break right now. Hold that thought. We're going okay. to go to break, but we'll be right back. So sure. listeners, stay with us, and we'll hear the rest of how, how you can really move up from this discouragement to hope. We'll be right back. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The present moment is the point of action in my life, my opportunity to create my bliss. There is no need to ruminate on the past or daydream about the future when I can do something constructive with the now. Taking advantage of the present moment is like waking up in the morning. I'm no longer in a dreamlike state. Instead, I'm fully awake and aware of what is before me. Why postpone the life I desire? Right here and right now, I can begin creating it. That may mean making a business plan, enrolling in school, or moving a relationship to the next level. Whatever my dreams, I can advance them in the present moment. Guided and supported by God, I live my best life now. 
Daily Word Magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. You've been listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is Reclaim Your Life. And my guest is Ron Scott. Ron is an author. He wrote the book, Making Life Work for You, A Jesus Approach, giving us very practical ways to live in that God reality, that good reality, that knowing that God is our divine friend. Ron is also a unity minister. He's uh, co-founded with his wife, Lenore, uh, several successful ministries. He's a recovering person, and uh, he's a wonderful shining light of this life that he lives. So, Ron, right before break, we were uh, you, you were sharing with us how even when it's something so discouraging as being a couple of years without a job that you can follow these steps, and you were talking about that, uh, that fourth step in there. And you allow yourself in the fourth step to say, God, bring me that which I want. Bring me that job that I'm seeking. Bring me the opportunity. Bring me the chance for hope. You can be very specific about it. And you can allow yourself to repeat this. It isn't like you just have one chance. And after uh, a minute, matter of minutes or hours, Nothing happens. Okay, at that point you say, instead of feeling, oh, this doesn't work, God isn't with me, you say, God, eliminate from me, and you don't necessarily use the same words. You can write it down. You can just use it in your head. You can speak it out loud. Whatever works for you. You can do it in meditation. God, eliminate this sense of feeling discouraged, of feeling hopeless, and in its place, Give me a knowing that my life is worthwhile, that I can do what is mine to do. Provide me the guidance to find what is mine to find, to provide income for my family, whatever it is you want. As you repeat it, it helps you to become closer in it. Now, you can do it multiple times over a period of time. And when you do, something will happen. It might be an outer circumstance that changes. It might be your attitude that changes. It might be opportunities that just come up. It might be a friend or an acquaintance that calls, that provides something. But you will come to the point of seeing that when you ask, you will receive. Good will come your way. As you're talking about... It requires you to be specific. Yes. Right, as you're talking about that, continuing that process, what it strikes me as is building a relationship with God, that you're shifting... From self-reliance, meaning self with the small s, the fearful self, to that bigger S, capital S self, or that God nature. Absolutely it is. And you will in time become a great proponent of this because of your experience. You will come to see time after time that you are responded to. Uh, you, You have to hang in there with it. You have to do it. You have to put it into practice in your life, and that means sometimes persistence. It means saying it, doing it, experiencing it, even when you don't feel like it. Because let's face it, at those times when you're down, that's the last time that you feel like following some kind of process. You'd rather wallow. You'd rather get into self-pity, and I say that not in a way of, of condemning anyone. Boy, I've experienced that in my life multiple times. Put it into practice. Say, God, take away this fear, this anxiety, whatever it is, and in its place, give me. Now, it's, it's, it's amazing because you come to really enjoy the process. 
the more you experience it, the more you see that things turn out the way you you expect them to, that you want them to, and you you become an advocate of trusting God. Mm-hmm. You talk also um, about the concept of embracing the form of opposites. That uh, thinking about what. Uh, maybe in us, in our character that doesn't work, and how to transform that into attitudes or behaviors that do work. Sure. And what this does, it, it really puts us back into the steps, uh, which is where the power lies, in my view, in the recovery program. And in the sixth and seventh steps, the sixth step says, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. These are the ones that we identified in step four and, and admitted to God ourselves and another human being in step five. Well, uh, these defects of character uh, are those things that we want to have removed from us. And then in step seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. That is, that which we are short of in our lives, that which we would like more of. So the sixth and seventh seventh step is really the opposites that I'm talking about in in what we want to have removed, the defects of character, or what I generally call distressing feelings, distressing emotions, or distressing conditions, rather than character defects. That's just a personal thing on my part. And in in, uh, replace it with, the shortcomings. What am I short of? The inadequacy is what might be called a character defect or a distressing condition, distressing sense about myself of inadequacy. The opposite of that might be competence or capable. So I ask God to remove this sense of inadequacy and replace it with a knowing that I am competent, that I am capable. And you can identify these and and there are long lists of, of the opposites that uh, we can live to eliminate the, that which not, is not working in our life and replace it with that which will. It's, it's really a very simple concept, but it's all embraced within the sixth and seventh steps. Right. You also talk about investing your heart in this process and uh, how yes. important that is. Why does that matter? It really, it really does, because this is not just a mechanical process. It's, it's really getting involved in our heart space, in, in feeling what's going on, feeling the compassion, not only for others, but for ourselves in what we're dealing with, and, and allowing that heart space to come to life within us and feel that depth and Feel it not only for what we're dealing with, but what it can bring to us. Feeling the, the hope, feeling the good, feeling the, the enlightenment, the transformation that we're on a path toward. Uh, it's, it's gaining that feeling that puts the energy, the power, into our spiritual process and program. And it, it's what helps to bring results. Right. What about dealing with illness? A lot of times when people feel ill or, or when they've got a loved one that's ill, they get pretty discouraged, and it can be uh, challenging to look beyond that illness. How would you use that, your process oh, with sure. illness? Um, well, in the first place, I would not claim the illness. For example, one would not say, God, eliminate my cancer, because I don't want to have a a cancer as an ownership. God, eliminate any symptoms that I'm dealing with. God, eliminate this diagnosis that the doctors have provided. But I don't claim ownership to it. And instead, provide me with your, your energy, your healing power, your harmony, your good that is manifesting through my mind and into my body, I feel it, I believe it, I trust it, I expect it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
And you, you can do that without limit in any area of your life. Your mind, your body, relationships, whatever it is you might be dealing with. Yep, so you're tuning yourself into that healing energy, into that awareness that who you are is bigger than an outward expression or some kind of experience that you're having. There's something bigger in you. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're, you're connecting yourself with the universal flow of good. You're placing yourself in God's way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I know, and you mentioned this earlier today, and that you... Uh, this process really is based biblically, and it's based in you. You even talk about how God wants us to do this. How do you know that? Well, I I trust it, but I can quote any number of places in the Bible that reinforce this. And, and in my book, I have a couple different chapters that deal specifically with this. But it it relates in in so many ways to. Um, to the uh, to the Bible teachings that help us to 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 know that all manner of good is flowing our way that we are called upon to to ask for what we want that it is God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom that God wants the very best for us that we are told to seek the kingdom of God that God's very presence lives within us, that, uh, that all manner of blessings are ours to experience and behold. The Bible tells us this in countless numbers of ways, and uh, it's up to us to accept it and to, to really place ourselves in the midst of those beautiful biblical passages that are so abundantly available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, that God is very responsive and wants... We, it is relational that the experience. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. God is accessible and responsive to us. No question. Right. Well, a final topic here that I'd like to address is is the idea of service and gratitude. I know that's a very important part of the work that you do, Ron. And uh, how is it that service is a part of our healing and living in that rea- good reality? Well, we. We come to discover that our our greatest blessing comes from being a blessing to others. And as we are, we are most blessed. This is not why we do it, but this is our nature, to reach out to others and to see others feeling good, experiencing good in their lives. And, and as we do that, we just allow that sense of gratitude to fill us and to to enjoy other human beings um, in the fullest, uh, whether it's individually or in groups, doing what is ours to do, always being guided, knowing that we can can respond one person at a time, one step at a time, one day at a time to, to life situations as they are in front of us. Right. We get that connection with people and with life that, that engagement that you're talking about, keeping keeping that energy That's, flowing. Absolutely, yeah. The energy is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our time's almost up, but give us one final word. What would you uh, share with us today, Ron, about the best thing that we can take with us from your life, from what you've learned about your relationship with God? Well, just knowing that life is good, life is God that God is with us every step of the way, no matter what, and leading us always in the direction of our greater good. Believe that, trust that, expect that, be grateful for it. It is so. Thank you, Ron. Thanks for uh, for who you are. Thanks for your ministry. Thanks for writing this book, and thank you for living this life and for sharing your confidence uh, with us so beautifully. And, and again, we can see that evidence in your life. We appreciate you being with us today. Thank you, Anna. God bless. God bless you. And Spirit of Recovery listeners, uh, join us next week when the topic is falling apart or coming together. We'll be looking at uh, what is going on when the outer circumstances fall apart. 
A lot of times it's a sign that our inner life is getting richer. And my guest will be Chris Castaldi, who's a longtime member of the recovery community and who definitely is, uh, has experimented uh, with the concept of change. So thank you all for listening with us today. We're glad you're here. Know that you're in my thoughts and prayers. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Rev. Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. How's life working for you? Would it be okay with you if it got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful, more vibrant? Join Rev. Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for spiritual coaching, creating a vibrant life. Each week, Carla visits with leading-edge coaches as they explore the sacred purpose and stunning results of this exciting and emerging coaching model. Together, they reveal the secrets and successes of this transformational process. Call in and join the discussion as Carla creates a safe and sacred space to dialogue about real life and real-world transformations. That's Spiritual Coaching, Living a Vibrant Life with Rev. Carla McClellan. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Sure, you consider yourself spiritual. But does your spirituality involve your gayness? Reverend Dulani Moore and Jerome Braggs want you to know that you no longer have to live bound by shame. For it's God's desire for you to be set free by understanding the truth of your being. It is time to live the unedited life, freely celebrating everything that you are and the unique expression God designed you to be. Talk with Reverend Dulani and Jerome live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central on Get Into It and Get Your Life. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. undervalued, disconnected, or simply overwhelmed at work or in your business? Are you trying to attract what you need but are desperately worried about cash flow? What if the problems you're experiencing aren't problems at all, but warning signals, clues to redirect? What if those clues are being obscured by your blind spots, the things you can't see that are keeping you from accomplishing your goals? 
Find out how you can move step-by-step beyond your blind spots each week here with Karin Pettigrew, Wednesday mornings at 9 Central Time on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've seen reality TV. Well, now get ready for Reality Radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. You Can Heal Your Life follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome their challenges. Tune in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says, We must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, You Can Heal Your Life, with Dr. Chris Michaels. Live, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio. If you've tuned in for Touching the Stillness with host Reverend Paulette Pipe, then you know the power of her soul-stirring meditations. And if her programs leave you wanting more, you can purchase her meditation CD, Touching the Stillness, and you'll be able to take Paulette's calming voice along with you wherever you go. This enthralling CD contains three separate self-contained meditations that can either be listened to in one sitting or one at a time. Whatever your preference, Paulette's mesmerizing voice will transport you beyond thoughts and sounds to a sacred place of stillness and soul remembrance. So go ahead, enliven your meditation practice with the Touching the Stillness CD from Reverend Paulette Pipe and let the stillness touch you. To obtain your copy, go to www.unity.org and click on Shop. That's www.unity.org and click on shop. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your host, Dale Worley, is alive with the Spirit of God each Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Parenting doesn't happen by default. It's intentional. It's a decision about who you'll be and what you'll do in your family life. Join your hosts, Reverends Jennifer and Ogan Holder, each week for Unity Family Matters as they guide you on a spiritual journey, creating conscious family life. Experience the light side of parenting, realizing your divine identity while raising your children to know they are the light of God. Gain insights based on unity principles. Talk with today's prominent experts in spiritual parenting. And address your questions and comments from spiritual perspectives. Unity Family Matters. Every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. And I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively 
part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.